Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We just had to close our windows to get the sound out. It is February 7th. And we had our windows open because it was so beautiful outside. This is fake spring, though. It will be. You called it. You called it last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. But it hasn't gone. It's got to go crazy cold. Yeah, it'll go crazy cold, I'm sure. But it is so beautiful. Like the sun is shining. I have heard birds chirping, which is like a confusing sound to hear when it's supposed to be like it's not even Valentine's Day yet. Yeah. Um. So that is just crazy to me. But I'm soaking in every minute because it just brings me joy. I think I'm more impacted by the weather than I think I am. And seeing the sunshine, feeling it on my face, it just feels so dang good. How are you feeling? Do you realize that you're um, coughing all night? I can't imagine how you're getting any sleep. And you sound sound a little bit hoarse. I'm a little hoarse. And and by the way, that was a weird transition, but there's a reason I'm asking it. um, Well, uh, I didn't get much sleep this week. Olivia's been ready to party. In the middle of the night. At 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. Um, so that's been a little... No, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Do you think it's allergies? Ooh, I hadn't thought of that, but maybe it is. Because the way you sound right now sounds more allergies than sick. That is interesting. The only reason I would say no, it's not, is because Ellie came to Cause, cause, Ellie came home from school with a runny nose, which means probably preschool sick, and then she was sneezing and coughing all over me and Olivia. So that's the only reason I was. But Olivia is no. not sick. I'm not sick. But I keep having a bulber nose, like she's stuffy. Yeah, but I think that's just a newborn thing. Let me look up Atlanta allergy. If you live in Atlanta, Atlanta allergy. Um, Atlanta Allergy Center. Atlanta Allergy and Asthma has a website that does pollen counts, which is like allergens. And I am... And mold and... Well, that's what pollen counts. So they do grass, weeds, and mold. And mold is what I am like super highly allergic to. So usually if I wake up and my eyes are, you know, crazy, scratchy or whatever, I'll look on this count and it'll say mold is high. Um, I just looked at the pollen count. Not high at all. Oh. Everything's like virtually no. So, so you just got a cold. So I just got a cold. Um, but I have been up like coughing and stuff like that. And it's funny because I don't hear myself coughing a lot during the day. And then I lay down and it's like, you know. Are you able to sleep through it or are you up? Um, That's a tricky question because I'm up because I, I know that I'm coughing, but I'm not up for hours at a time. Got it. Like I just and then turn around and go back to sleep. Yeah, I felt bad for you last night. You had a couple good coughing fits. I feel bad for you for having to sleep next to me. Well, I just I hear them and then I roll over and I have no problem falling right back asleep. <laughs> but if you're up for the whole thing, that sucks. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into the kite baby story. And this is like a little bit of an older story, but I'm still seeing it all over my social media. So I wanted to talk about it, um, especially as a woman as a mom and as a business owner. Um, if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, Jeff Dollar, do you want to give us a literal 30 second, very simple synopsis of why people are upset? I can try. There's just a lot of layers to it. A lot of layers, so, but simplify it as much as you can. So an employee of this company called Kite Baby, who makes Kite Baby manufactures newborn and baby clothes, right? And mm-hmm. accessories and stuff. They do like they're known for their super soft pajamas okay. and their sleep sacks. So uh, Kite Baby is a company that is focused on newborns, and a woman is in the process of adopting a baby 
obviously she knew who the mom was right. because when the mom delivered the baby at 22 or 23 weeks, some insanely early amount of time, this the the family who's adopting the baby rushed to Texas from wherever they of live course. to be at the bedside, at the bassinet side for the next probably six months or more. Yeah. Right? Um, we learned, I did not know this, but if you have a baby that's premature, uh, when it goes into... NICU, the neonatal intensive care, generally it stays until it would have reached full term. So Jeff um, and I, well, Jeff actually, because I wasn't walking at the time, Jeff ran into one of our friends at the hospital whose granddaughter was born in the 20 week something. 20, 23. Very early. Very early. And so. And he told Jeff that. Yeah. So he was like, their plan is to keep the baby here until it should have been born. Um, but and we, we also ran into an upsider. Same, <laughs> same thing. That's where I first learned it. She's the one who told me oh, okay. uh, that her kid was born early and they have to come to the hospital every day until four. Yeah. Anyways. So this woman uh, and, and her husband obviously have to relocate to Texas to be at the side of this baby for the next six months. And her employer said, sorry, we're not going to grant you any leave you can't work remotely. Not leave. You. We're not going to give you permission to work remotely. Yeah. The owner of the company, when this story started to get out, first made an apology where she said, "Yeah, I signed off on it, and I shouldn't have." And but and it, and it and it did not land well. It was scripted. So then she had to do an apology for her apology, mm-hmm. and then they released a statement that said, "Hey, guess what? Everything's okay now because we have this new." Maternity family leave policy. They they posted just like a slide of here's our new maternity family leave. Family it, leave, yeah. yeah so because it's for dads too, and and that was to be honest a little underwhelming. Here is my perspective on it, and my perspective is a little bit unique because I oh, I forgot one detail. The woman ended up quitting the job. She's she like, ended up quitting. She said, she's I'm, not going back. They offered her her job back, and she said, "No, nah, I'm fine." Yeah, so she's not going back. Um, and I have thoughts on it. And honestly, the first thoughts that came to mind were as you knew me as someone that worked in PR for a while. And I have worked in image management since I graduated college. Well, since I was in college, really. So I've been doing like image management for like 15 years um, and helping people manage how they deal with things. Um, the most recently, obviously, being Robin. And so from that standpoint, there are things that I 100% would have done diff- differently. And people got me thinking about what I would do as a small business owner. Um, so here, here are my thoughts on it. One, I think it was a giant mistake to put their CEO's face on the on the first message and here's why usually if so are we are we talking are we going to talk about two different aspects of this are we going to talk i'm going to lump it all into one right but it even if you're lumping it into one is it are you addressing both the pr angle and yes the the family leave angle yes got it um from a pr standpoint People don't know her face, right? So people don't really know the founder. She's not someone like there's another brand um, called Tarte Cosmetics where the founder is all over their social media page. So if that had happened to them and she didn't address it because people know her and there's like an online persona that goes with the brand, that would have been an appropriate time to put the CEO's face up there. Like if Goop F's up. 
Gwyneth Paltrow has to be the one to talk about it. Depending on what it is. So, but this one, I felt like it was really out of left field to come and say, and as a baby brown brand, and I would have said to her, if I were her right hand or assistant or publicist or whatever, you shouldn't, one, well, you shouldn't take the blame you know, for it, you, you shouldn't blame anybody, but you shouldn't take the personal blame for it because that's going to make you look like a non-compassionate human being. And you're a mom and you're a founder of a baby brand. That's not a good look for you now, to say, I personally saw it. And I said, absolutely not. Can I play devil's advocate? Well, you can. What about the integrity of not throwing someone under the bus. I don't I don't think it has to be either one. I think what they should have said is, wow, our policies are really outdated. And as a company, and I would have released this in a statement, as a company, we failed massively. And that's not what our brand's about. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to revisit our parental leave policies. We're going to have our leadership take sensitivity training. And this, by the way, is a small business. I think they have between 13 and 17 employees. So it is a small business. Um, but they did, they put the CEO out there, the CEO chose to go out there, which I think was a mistake because what she's saying is I heard the story of the mom in the NICU and my personal belief is that she shouldn't have been able to work remote. I said, absolutely not. Cause that makes her look, that's not a good look. So they only have a one or two dozen employees. Yeah. It's a oh, small business. That changes everything. Well, so okay. Does the CEO did the CEO know this new mom personally? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, now it's different. <laughs> so what they did is they, so she released her statement. Then she released another statement saying, yeah, that was scripted. I screwed up, which I don't hate coming from the first one. Then they release what their new parental leave policy is. People's argument, especially online is, okay, this is a small business and they're offering something. So we should be extending her like good on them for being a small business and coming up with any sort of leave policy because it's really expensive to do that yep. as a, a small business. And someone even asked me, well, would 1022 be able to do that? Um, pay someone for let's call it six months to a year. That's not working. It would be really, really hard on our company. That said, we don't have employees. We have freelancers and there have been, points where our freelancers had to step away from doing actual work, but they still got paid because we felt like it was the right thing to do to support, you know, what well, they were going through. Technically you're on maternity leave right now getting, paid and I'm still getting paid for nothing. That's true. But that's kind of par for the course. Yeah. With you paid for nothing. Um, and what you're rude. Um, and then the other thing is after they did that, they oh, had- Can I say something about what you just said? Yeah. So my, my the small business angle of it is, don't you have to assume that's a risk that you might have to take before moving to a- Full-time employees. Hey, we can bring on full-time employees. Yeah, which is exactly why we have not- well, it's not exactly. There's a lot of reasons why. Well, I know, but money money is the number one. But I know. that's what close second. Right. That's that's because when we do have full time employees, we want to be able to offer, you know, benefits that right. go along with that. Better better than standard benefits because the minimum in this country is so right. unacceptable. And I will say with a small, you know, so then they released a statement saying what they're doing, which is something. And for a small business, I would say, okay, that's not that bad. 
most people don't know that they're a small business. And to put that out there instead of saying we're revisiting our policy, but to put it out there and say this is what it is and say, you know, it wasn't stellar in the grand scheme of things. So that's not what I would have put out in the public because the public was mad at the lack of compassion that the company was showing. So what they, what a more effective strategy would have been is not to say the exact leave and have people, you know, have room for, oh, that's not enough or, oh, whatever. What they should have done is saying, we are, you know, having sensitivity training. We're revisiting this. We're doing, we're going to do all of these things. And I would have also, on top of that, like given a gift or something to the NICU. One of my friends had a really early baby and said that the company is known for NICU baby, like for having preemie sizes and stuff like that. So this was really an opportunity for them to say, you know what, we're going to revisit oh, our policy. They poli- really swung. They they could have they could have turned that whole thing into a giant PR win. They could they could have exploited that baby born. At 22 weeks. They for a ton of social media clout. They 100% could have. They did the opposite. They did the opposite. Um and, you know, I mean hindsight's always 2020, but I think, you know, I also would have said cuz they give a lot of product away to influencers and stuff like that, let's make NICU gift baskets or whatever to every other parent in that NICU for their baby and support them. And say, you know, we support you during this time. It's really hard. Forever. Yeah. An unlimited supply of pajamas or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? To go home with tiny little, you know, babies or whatever to that hospital forever for taking such great care of their employee's baby. Yeah. That would have been like a rock star step. Also not done. So that's what I would have done differently from that angle. And I think that, you know, it was a missed opportunity to really highlight one of the strengths of the brand, which according to my friends who had a a preemie in the NICU is, you know, having really soft, comfy clothes for preemies to be able to wear um, and clothes that fit. And so that's a missed opportunity to really rise up and say, hey, moms, we do this really well. And we support NICU and preemie moms. Like that would have been a great statement to do, but they didn't do that. So that's kind of like my, my personal PR take on it. The other side of that and as a mom, and then to people saying, well, they're a small business, you know, this, it's really expensive for, you know, people to small business owners to do that. Yes, I agree. I see it. I I get it. I am a small business owner. However, what I do know is when you're running a company and we have, what, probably like six, seven freelancers working for us, um, you have the ability to quickly pivot and take things one day at a time. And if it were our company, the way that I hope that we would have handled it was to say, hey, we don't have, like, here's our policy we want you to be able to spend time with your kid and we don't want you to have to worry about money. We don't know if we're going to be able to pay you for a year or whatever, but let's take it week by week. Keep us posted. Let's work through this together and figure something out because yeah. that's the human response. And I think the the, thing the dangerous a, thing that they did but, is, hold on, they put the CEO out there. Yeah. What people wanted was a compassionate response and what they posted as a follow-up was a corporate response. And I think that was... A mistake. So they kind of jumbled the two things. Once they put their but seat, people it... wanted compassion. So the compassionate answer should have been something more human and compassionate and less corporate. And here's how we're going to fix it. Because people want to see that leader leading 
in this way from the heart and being like a compassionate human being and not saying, okay, well, let's check this box off. Like we have more benefits now. But how did it even get out there? Um, I don't know. Because people, at the end of the day, people don't know about the internal policies of 99% of the companies mm-hmm. they do business with. Mm-hmm. So did the did the woman leak it? I did, assume that she did. Did a friend of hers leak it? I don't know. Because at the end, because when you were talking, well, you know what I think a great, a small business, uh, what's it called, policy could be? Is what about um, having a lump sum? So when you hire somebody mm-hmm. full time, you say we're a small business. If you need any sort of family leave for these reasons, uh, you know, baby related reasons, mm-hmm. or taking care of somebody in your family, we'll cut you a check for this much money. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be a lump sum, but. We'll cut you a check for this much every month. So it won't be, it might not be your regular salary. Right. But you can say, if you have to take off X number a year to go take care of a kid, six months, three months, whatever, we'll cut you a check for 25000 bucks, and we'll hold your job for you as long as possible. Yeah. And we'll let you work from home if you still want to earn your salary Beyond that. Yeah. That's the other crazy thing is, is the person wasn't even asking, hey, I need six months off. They it were was, asking, can I, please, if, yeah. can I work remotely? Well, and their, and their boss said it's not a job that can be done remotely. Um, but here's Fall, the- Every job can be done remotely. <laughs> here's the- Well, that's not totally true. Well, like when f- I was at CNN, like doing floor directing, Robin assisting, like the reason I was there and one of the people and- on the front lines is because- any job that you would ask, can I do this remotely, can be done remotely. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're <laughs> if you're pouring concrete sidewalks, that can't be done remotely. Right. But if you're if you're in a position to ask, that could be done remotely. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my my take on the situation. I will say, you know, there's lots of teachers and nurses that follow us that listen to us. I know that most of you don't get leave. Like teachers don't get paid leave at all. Um, because you don't have to pay people, you know in this country, you have to give, secure their job for X amount of weeks, but you don't have to pay people. Um, I think the whole system is ass backwards. Like I think it's the way that we treat parents is gross. And and to people saying, well, at least they're giving something. I don't think that's a valid answer. I think there's like a way bigger problem here of us not um, giving people family time and other countries seem to have it figured out whether it's like not taxing the income that you get or whatever else. Um, so I know that comparatively, you know, well, it's a st- like think- it's a step in the right direction, but I also think America has it totally wrong with how we treat our families. But that's a given, and I think that's that's more of a societal standard than it is a government intervention thing, right? I think the reason that we don't have longer mandated times is because of the way we as a society view becoming a parent. And I think a prime example of that is our next door neighbor who has a baby that's just a few months old and remarked to Cal- Callie invited her out the other day and they were out together and she remarked that she was trying to get her to get the hang of America because in her country, she, is she from the Middle East? She's from Lebanon. Lebanon. Okay. So in her country, 
when you have a baby for the first six months, you're never alone. Mm -hmm. You have a family member in your house. You have a neighbor in your house. People are cooking for you. She brought us food the first week that we were home from the hospital. Like every day. I mean, she she brought it. It felt like every day, but she brought it like three, three or four times. Yeah. But each time was enough food for four meals. Right. It was insane. Yeah. And they were home cooked. There was a a stew, um, a, like a Lebanese stew that was so good. There was shrimp Alfredo that was enough for, we could have eaten that every night for a week. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just what they do. Yeah. She and made it, the, her comment extended to, she's like, I can't believe that you're working. Like you just had a baby three weeks ago. Yeah. And I, it didn't, I was like, oh, well, yeah. I, like it wasn't as weird to me. It is baffling to her right like she just doesn't you have a baby in europe or apparently lebanon or somewhere you unplug your work phone and you're like i'll, I'll see you next year even canada like one of our canadian listeners was saying something to me and i don't know the interesting intricacies of canadian government law but something about how you only you only have to pay like 20 percent of the taxes on the income while you have leave like to try to alleviate some of the financial yeah. stress and you also get like at least Six months. I mean, I was bragging about my five months of leave when I was at CNN, which is really great for America. And I had friends overseas that messaged me on Instagram being like, um, that's that would be next to nothing where we live. Speaking of uh, uh, maternity leave, how are how do you how would you rate the way we're handling your maternity leave from 1022? Um. I would say, like, if I'm just an employee and I'm not the owner, or no, is it no, is you are who you are. Um, I think we're doing it really well. Oh, you do? I do. Huh. Because I don't feel like I'm working, but I feel like there's no circumstance right now that I could completely shut off. So, like, I'm not in the day to day operations and doing things that I as much as I would be doing. Uh huh. Um, but I'm still, you know. Yeah. Working with our bookkeeper, working connected, with our, yeah, yeah, doing payroll and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's it's good. I yesterday we had to have a family meeting, even though it wasn't an official family meeting. It wasn't. Hey, it was Jeff down. and I having a conversation, right? But it wasn't. Hey, let's sit down and talk about this because I have. I just I didn't. It's such a weird position for me to be in because I struggle asking for help. I never want to ask for help. Well, and you're a caretaker at heart. Like that's just who you are. Right. And so I feel, I feel as though asking for help is not being a good good caregiver Mm because I'm burdening somebody else. Um, So I have been trying really, and then add on to that the fact that Callie just carried a baby for nine months and that got sawed in half and died and had the baby pulled out of her and then brought back to life and then stitched back together. And then you've only been home three weeks. I've been struggling really, really hard asking for anything. So finally yesterday I was, I just said, I need you to tell me what to do. Tell me how you want me to help around the house. Cause I was trying to like, I was cooking these big elaborate meals of stuff that I knew Callie liked and Callie said to me yesterday, yeah, that drives me nuts because all you do is make the kitchen a mess. 
Right. And it's then, like more for me to have to like clean up. And, and then after, cause I'm going to bed early cause I'm getting up early with Olivia and then Callie's staying up late to, so we can try to tag team the feedings. And so she says, after you go to bed, I feel obligated to clean the whole kitchen and it's a mess. She said, I'd rather just have cereal. Yeah, I would. And, and, have, a, and have a bowl and a spoon and, a, and to put in the fridge and have a cereal and a piece of fruit for dinner. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, so we're figuring it out. So I realized that when you are a small business owner, when you work for yourself and you have something like maternity leave, it's really, really important. And you know who, would, who we should have asked about this, who just went through this? Uh, Motion Alex. Yeah. Right? Because Mosh works for himself. Alex supports him in that. And she has her web design business. But they both work for themselves separately, uh, separate companies. But you kind of almost have to have a conversation about maternity leave, both in the home and at work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I just felt over, like I felt overwhelmed, like I had to do it all. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It was just a, it was a weird, it's just a weird feeling. So I'm glad we had the conversation. Are we on the same page now? Did we resolve it? I think it? we're on the same page. I don't know if it's completely resolved because your expectations are like. I'm, I operate in absolutes. You do. And I, I think that, you know, one thing I said to you during the conversation is you have to adjust your expectations a little bit for where we are right now because we have a newborn baby um, that we're constantly feeding, changing, up weird hours, doing all of that. And we also have a toddler that comes home from school and plays with toys and, you know, takes out, you know, dishes and, and plays with them in our, like, so you have to adjust your expectations a little bit because I think what's in your head is just not going to happen right now. I'm okay with it. I know you aren't. Um, so I think part of it is like well, understanding big, what the roles are, but also you have to give a little bit because our house is not going to be tidy all the time right now because of the phase in life that we're at. A big part of me not being okay with it, though, is thinking that you're not okay with it because I get to leave the house and go yeah. to work and whatever. You're here all day. So if the house is cluttered and dirty, sometimes it makes me anxious th- thinking that I haven't done enough to make you comfortable. Right. It's just, my head is so jacked up. Yeah. You know what the most liberating thing that you said to me yesterday was? What? We have a, a baby bottle. We use silicone bottles for Olivia and one of them got sticky. And apparently, well, not apparently, we did it with another one. If you put a baking soda paste on it, it'll remove the sticky. <laughs> and it's just been sitting on the counter for me to make the baking soda paste and fix it. And Callie says, you know you can just throw that away. We have two dozen bottles. We're fine. Yes, you can fix it, but we don't need that one. And I said, right. oh, I can just throw it away? Yeah, the way that your brain, the way that Jeff's brain works a little like inside, insight, insight into Jeff's brain is that he'll see something and it's like, oh, there's a toy of Ellie's or a puzzle that's been on the mantle of our fireplace for like a week and instead of either tossing it donating it or putting it away your brain goes to i need to find time to do that this whole house is cluttered i gotta do whatever instead of all the brain power you use to think about how much that irritates you you could have taken care of it in three seconds it's the worst and it's just piled up and building up for you um so so tonight when you go to bed action plans is what we need tomorrow morning when you're still asleep and i'm up i'm just gonna throw away everything i'm gonna wake up and feel like i'm living in kim kardashian's house 
The Hatch Restore is a device that teaches your body when it's time to sleep or wake up with nighttime and morning routines so you can prioritize rest. Before we had a Hatch Restore in our room, Callie and I just used your run-of-the-mill noisemaker, which is great. White noise or brown noise or any noise really uh, can drown out other background sounds and make it easy for you to get into deep sleep. But with the Hatch Restore, you can actually train your body when it's time to wake up. These morning routines are going to prevent you from hitting that snooze button over and over and over again, which I personally hate. And it helps you get up every day refreshed and restored. Sleep should be a priority for you. I just saw a story that Generation Z, I think, is getting more sleep than any other recent generation. And I thought, great, because nothing is going to make you healthier than a good night's sleep. Well, plenty of water, of course, but the Hatch Restore can't help with that. Right now, Hatch is offering upside listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping, but you got to go to hatch.co slash upside. Visit hatch.co slash upside, get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash upside. And I want to add this. It looks really great. The noisemaker that we had in our room, junky and clunky. The Hatch Restore, it actually looks like a piece of awesome furniture or decor sitting on top of our dresser. 20 bucks off at hatch.co slash upside. The most exciting part of our 2024 and the most exciting change that is, is the introduction of Olivia into our family. Now, here's a secret weapon to help you face big life challenges, whether they're exciting or unexpected with more confidence. And that's a great term life insurance policy. Yes, really. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to protect your family's financial future so you can focus on what's ahead, knowing your family is protected if something unexpected happens. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. It's all online and on your schedule, no appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is something you can easily take off your micro-anxiety list. We know you're busy, but planning for the future is incredibly important when you have kids. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meetfabric.com slash upside. M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Here are your random things for today. Your first random thing is... New Valentine's Day drinks arrive at Starbucks. I got to be honest with you. I didn't know that Starbucks had a Valentine's menu. Well, is that where the pink drink originated? I have no idea. Originated? I just went through puberty. <laughs> um, so this sounds delicious. Uh, they have a chocolate-covered strawberry cream frappuccino, which I imagine is like pure sugar. Um, but it's got strawberry puree, Java trips, I mean, whipped cream. So good. They also have a chocolate hazelnut cookie cold brew, which I'm going to have to try. Um, that first one that you read yeah. actually made my teeth hurt. It sounds so sweet. It does but it sounds delicious. You know, I love strawberries. Um, they also have the Cupid Frappuccino is strawberry and mint in the Caribbean. And in Latin America, they have the Mocha Kiss or no, they have 
Cupid Frappuccino Strawberry in the Caribbean and Latin America and in Asia Pacific, they have Mocha Kiss. So those are going to be your drinks next time you go through the drive-thru. Also, Valentine's Day related, there is a scrap car company in Britain. I saw this. Genius. That if you want them to, you can go onto their website. Um, the name of the company is Scrap Car Comparison. So that's their website. Uh, and you can fill out a form and somebody there will spray paint your ex's name on the side of the car before they put it into the big machine to smish it. I love all the creative things that people do to like, you know, as little Valentine's Day promotions, but in a, in a negative way about your ex. Like, remember, you could name your roach or uh, your name a like, roach that gets fed to snakes or whatever yeah yeah like you could do that you could do there's all sorts of like somebody i feel like at one wasn't there something like the cats would pee on or something like that oh yeah you could could have your ex's name put on a piece of paper at the bottom of the litter box at a cat shelter yeah um when i was at the birch show we did a um x we did bury your ex where we bought a coffin. Oh my God. <laughs> and you could bring any memories of your ex and you could bury your ex. So throw love letters and stuff. It was at a bar, you know, so you come, you can either pay 10 bucks to get in or bring something to throw in the coffin. And then, uh, I can't remember we ever actually did this one or I just really liked the promotion and probably pitched it up the ladder and it got shot down because Ooh, fire dangerous. But I wanted to do a, a dumpster fire, which That's is the funny. same thing. Yeah. So you just bring a dumpster. Everybody throws the stuff you know, from their ex in there. Yeah. And at the end of the night, light we, it on fire. We pour some gasoline over it, torch it, have the fire department there. They let it burn for 10 minutes, put it up. So smart. And, oh, is there more? Not you took a breath like there was more. No, no, no. Not for, oh. not for that. Um, and your third random thing for today is the most popular Valentine's Day candy is still uh, the little candy conversation hearts. I thought they went out of business. Again, I think they got puberty. bought. Puberty. But I saw them at Target. So I think they're still around. So maybe the original company went out of business and then somebody swept in and said, this is as American as apple pie. Right. Exactly. We need to save these little hearts of sugar. Um, heart shaped boxes of chocolate are like number two. And then there are a couple of Valentine's candies that I didn't know were Valentine's candies that are really popular in certain States. Uh, I learned that there is something called Cupid corn, which is the Valentine's take on candy corn. Did not know that was a thing. Um, and that's the number one candy that people give out in Michigan. I want some Cupid corn. I wonder if they sell it at Target. Because doesn't that kind of sound good? I think it would weird me out. You know how there's some candy corn that's, the, I think the colors are opposite. They get, mm-hmm. It's got the and brown it and weird, stuff. Yeah. And it just doesn't, even though it's the same exact recipe, it's just a different food dye. Weirds me out. Yeah. Those are your random I have another random thing. Oh, okay. We're I didn't know not, we had four. Yeah, All right. We're not just doing three. This is more of a um, a conversation starter, if you will. Do you realize that there are a whole generation of kids whose parents are full-time influencers? Weird. So when they go to... I, I'm just thinking the world just moves so fast right now, mm-hmm. right, that I have often had the thought that when Ellie is old enough and Olivia are old enough when they are old enough to ask me questions about my life before podcasting, Mm -hmm. I will have to tell them about morning radio and explain what it is. I know. And I'll have to say things 
along the lines of, hey, yeah, when I was, yeah, one of my first jobs, I had to make prank phone calls for a living. You know what also is going to be weird is like you're going to have to explain things like even things like running of the brides that we talked about last week, like the Filene's thing. One that people would be in line at a store. Well, you don't think people for, you don't think that was buying bride. Um, I I don't think there will be another thing like running of the brides again. Like I think that is. Because it's all online now. People can find their discounted kind of stuff online. Yeah. And I just don't think, yeah, I just feel like people are buying it. Like you can buy a wedding dress on Facebook Marketplace from your, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I just don't think it's explaining that and that people used to like, even explaining to our kids that people used to camp out for concert tickets. I feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, they're not going to know. And that right. used to be people would literally, you would go to a box office, not the venue, but a box office, like. At Turtles, or I think Turtles had one. Uh-huh. Remember, there were Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster box offices, yep. and people would camp out for days to get first pickup tickets. I remember it, living in Atlanta, so this was since the year 2001, having a paper plane ticket. Mm-hmm. And remember when they got advanced, when when I first traveled, they were cards. Yeah. With the, and the, with the perforated yep. one edge. Then something, then they evolved. And it was a multi-page thing, real yes. thin paper with red. Yep, I remember like that. The the the, the, t- the stuff was red. Yeah. Well, I remember having one of those paper tickets and having to. It expired. It was an unused ticket, but I had to. If I wanted to get the credit for it, I had to turn it in by a certain day or take it to the airport or take it to the airport before the day of travel. And I thought I could go to the Delta ticket office that was in Buckhead, Mm -hmm. but the Delta ticket office closed at four Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I had to drive to the airport and go in and go to a ticket counter. We explain that to our kids. They're going to think we're nuts. Well, that and you, you used to have to call a phone number to book a flight. Yes. And then you would say, what times do you have going to New York on this day? Oh, what are the prices? And oh, then, yes, and then they would read off. Then they would do all of the comparison my, shopping. My dad also had like a flight schedule. Delta used to print their flight schedules, so, so you, you would open it and you could see how, what time the flights were to New York. So when you were calling, you could say, "I'm trying to book the ten o'clock to JFK." That's insane. Insane. Travel and, travel agents. Yeah. Well, book, travel agents still exist. But. I know, but but people that used to be the only way you would yeah. be able to book. A vacation package. And the thing that weirded me out uh, the other night was we were all hanging out in the living room and having uh, and just kind of pretending. And we were pretending that somebody was calling Ellie on the phone. And I said, oh, Ellie, you know, your friend Jack from school is calling. And she held her hand, her flat palm up to her face like it was an iPhone as opposed to doing the thumb and pinky thing. I mean, crazy. What? And those are your random things for today. Hello, friends. Um, Callie, my work bestie, um, saw you at the sale. She was working um, the sale, and she said Olivia was amazing, and she loved seeing Olivia. Um, and, um, you reminded me when you were talking about the sale, you were talking about how you had a rolling bag and I need to know if that was a Hulkin bag. And if it was, I need you guys to do, um, get a sponsorship with them so that we can have a discount code because I need a Hulkin bag. Well, I don't need one. Let's be real. 
Um, but I would like a Hulkin bag, and I just don't want to, like, spend, oh, like, I think it's like 100 bucks or more, and I'm just, I don't know. I, I have to, I'm a bag lady anyway, and so I really don't need a bag. So if I had a discount code, it would push me over the edge, and I would be like, I need this, rather than, like, I really want one. So anyway, um, something to think about. Thanks, bye. Thanks guys. Hey guys, I was pausing today's episode. You're talking about being at the park with both girls. And I don't know if you did this a lot with Ellie, but once I had my second kid especially, I found it was a lot easier to wear the baby because you've got a toddler that's going crazy and running around and having fun and wants to play and wants you to push them here and then wants you to go over there. And it's just easier instead of having to move a stroller everywhere. If you don't already, you might want to get something to where you can wear Miss Olivia and maybe you'll find that easier. Love the show. So glad you guys are back and that everything went well. And I'm excited for you guys to have your new special little girl in your lives. Hey guys, um, you guys are talking about Olivia's nickname and Jeff, how you're going to call her Beef, um, which is it's just funny, but I don't know how this started, but my dad, when I was a little kid, like a toddler, he called me Maddie Burgers. My name is Madison. Um, I don't know, and it stuck. I was always Maddie Burgers, and I don't know where my dad got that from, but um, yeah, I, I don't look like a burger, but I, I love burgers, so maybe that's fine. But anyway, it's just a cute little memory. Bye!